Welcome to Life Talk. This is a podcast where we discuss issues within the Ethiopian and Eritrean community. Today's conversation is about masculinity and femininity crisis within our community. If you like this t-shirt and this piece of art, get yours in the link below. Use our code LIFETALK in all caps to get a discount on all their products for things like iPhone cases, pillows, hoodies, and artwork just like this. Great. Uh, I, I hope this is a, a very real uh, issue that is uh, uh, affecting and impacting every one of us. It's real. There's so much uh, discussion going on around this uh, feminine and, and, and masculine crisis, and it's real. It's not illusion. It's not a... Uh, construct, but it's, it's a real life issue that that every young man and woman you know, face. So uh, uh, I think this is uh, very important for us to discuss and talk about. You know, the, the, because there's so much confusion going around. You know, being boy or girl or man or woman. So uh, today I hope uh, we're going to be talking in Davis about uh, about this. Just give you a, 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 a context and. And of course, we we're all human beings, you know, created in men and female, and and we have all we have our own distinctiveness, you know, uh, in in so many ways. And and and, and currently, you know, there is there is so much going on, and, and and I see a lot of confusion, you know, men and and women going through, you know, when it comes to this uh, gender issue, gender identity, boys and girls, the young and men and women, young adults here in the DMV area. And beyond Ethiopian Eritreans, and even beyond, you know, this is a global issue. A global, uh, there's a global uh, uh, hot hot topic that is being discussed, you know, and dividing us uh, us so much. So, uh, uh, in history, of course, you know, uh, uh, when we look at uh, men, uh, uh, there's a there is a lot of issues when it comes to women, you know, you know, because you know, uh, when you look back in history, you know, there's so much sexism that women were considered as inferior than men. And others out of that, you know, we have instituted, you know, so much harm to to the life of so many millions of women around the world in history. And and there's uh, uh, out of that, you know, uh, there was a, a movement that was uh, trying to really, you know, correct this: that men and women are equal, created equal, and equal in worth, in dignity, and in, in in so many ways. So, uh, but they are very distinct. They are very, you know, uh, distinct, and 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 they are not the same. Uh, that was the movement that we had uh, back in, in probably you know 100, 200 years ago, uh, with a modern concept of men and women. You know now, uh, uh, and things start to shift. So just things to start, you know, change. You know that men and women are are the same. You know they, they can replace one another, and 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 with the postmodern society currently right now, people are confused with their own identity. Am I a man or a woman? Am I a girl or a boy? Uh, this transgender movement too, you know, and, and, and a lot of movements here right now that, that we lost that binary understanding of you know, sexuality. So uh, uh, let's talk about, you know, how this uh, affect us, you know, especially as we grow here in the United States of America or, or, or in Ethiopia. How do you see yourself, you know, in this? Let, let's begin with that too, you know. I'll go first. So more of like testimonies and like our experience with... Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can go ahead and start. So I can say, you know, um, I was born here. I was here my whole entire life. So my parents are obviously Ethiopian. They're from Ethiopia, but for all intents and purposes, I'm American. I'm an American kid. You know what I mean? And I was born in the year 2000. So I was kind of born in a time where 
I can say it was, I was kind of born into, number one, I was mainly raised by women. Most of my family, most of the time that I spent with my family was under women. And I was raised to absolute, and I, I'm a mama's boy. And on top of that, like uh, the women in my family are very strong women, you know what I mean? And a lot of them are just like, they tend to be very, they're doing so many things in life, so many productive, wonderful things. So the idea of like a woman, even the word like submissiveness from a young age, I never saw an, an example of that. You know what I mean? Women were tended to be the, the leader like figures in my life. You know what I mean? I can speak from my personal experience. That's what I saw. And then on top of that, you know, I probably will touch on it today, but a lot of Abisha households, you know, the fathers, this might be very unpopular for me to say, I may regret this later, but a lot of the fathers don't exactly aren't equipped like how to lead their sons in this culture here today. It's like a completely different terrain and territory. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's a big struggle that a lot of Abisha boys don't really talk about. You know what I mean? So I think as a result, you know, as a result of those things, I didn't really have that much of a male like role model in my life from a young age. You know what I mean? I can say that distinctively. And I may regret saying that later, but it's the truth. And so uh, from there, you know, going into the school system, for the most part, I learned, you know, I was always a kind of a more like aggressive, like younger kid. And I just enjoyed like, I was pretty like hyper competitive and I was like very aggressive and stuff like that. I learned kind of early that uh, to be a useful man in today's society, I got the message to be a useful man in today's society, that has to go. You can't be, you know, you can't, that, that ultra competitiveness, that kind of whatever, it's not popular, it's not cool, it's not accepted. Outwardly, a lot of people ridicule it when they may, in fact, you know, rely on those kind of men to lead and forge uh, society, you know, because that kind of force is what forced civilization in general. But... Again, I was born in the year 2000 in my generation. That's kind of the message that we got. I learned if I want to get ahead in life and provide value to people, if I want to have uh, successful relationships in life, you know, any of that kind of aggressiveness, assertiveness, I was taught that that's the force that destroys modern society. You know what I mean? It's like taking a step backwards. You know? There's no need for that anymore. We have everything in place. We have jobs. We have air conditioning. Everything is fine. You don't need to. There's no need for that. After your football field, like, you know what I mean? When you guys are wrestling with each other and stuff like that, leave it there. Otherwise, it's not helpful, useful anyway. You know? Just focus on your grades and don't, you know what I mean? Don't express yeah. that side of yourself. And then the other kind of uh, thing, probably we'll touch on it today again, is, you know, that kind of stuff really, really starts to, you see the impact of masculinity and femininity. A big part of this conversation, why it's so popular today, as you mentioned, Dr. Beza, how it's starting to uh, take place a lot, is because people are saying it doesn't work when it comes to dating. It doesn't work when men don't know how to be men and women don't know how to be women. When women don't know anything else except how to be independent and strong and tough, you know what I mean? It's It can be such a beautiful thing for getting certain results out of life. But when it comes to dating, there's just no synergy there. The same thing with men. You know? Really, outside of dating, there's gender dysphoria that may cause it, but at the end of the day, those are the main things. Dating and gender dysphoria is what's kind of started to spark this conversation because it's not working. So that's also where I began to kind of understand, okay, I need to kind of reevaluate. You know, Yes, I know circumstances I was brought up under, a kind of socialized masculinity, like Adam from a young age. You have to address that. You have to take accountability. And now you have to begin to try and understand and grasp what it means to be a man, you know? What it means to be a productive man in this day and age. Where, what was a man historically? 
what is masculinity historically, you know what I mean? So I was, you know, I'm pretty happy that we're talking about it here today. I think it has pretty big implications for the Abisha community too. So that's my experience with it. Generally, you know, when it comes to the impact that it has had uh, on the boys and on men, it's not only limited to dating. And, and as you say, you know, it, it goes all the way to family building. How are you going to have a, a very thriving marriage? How are you going to uh, build, you know, family life? And, and that in, at, and is going to impact, you know, community. Because if you're not interested in, in, in building a marriage and family and raising kids, and imagine, what would, what, how would society flourish? You know, I think there would be a, the family, if society is going to be broken at its root. And, and, and where, would we, where do we get that leadership from in, in society when men, boys are resigning from, from, from you know, they're out you know, on the front trying to give leadership, provide leadership for society, for, for family, for, you know, so boys and, and men are resigning from what they're supposed to be like. So it truly is. Yeah. Well, from a, from what do you see? How do you see this from a woman's perspective? From a woman's perspective? Um I would say, you know, like we talked about, touched on um, last week, uh, I feel like, like Robel said, women have to step up to the plate because men aren't taking those leadership roles in a household. Um, I do agree with that to a certain extent. I feel like um, women have no choice but to take those roles because they're left alone, you know. I see you don't see a lot of men taking kids in, you know, it's usually the mom that's always around her kids 24-7 and the men supposed to go and make money or go and support the family. But um, so it's I don't really blame men, you know, but I do. This isn't like a pointing fingers conversation. This is for all of us to come to an understanding so that we can grow and become like men can become men and women can become women. It's not for anyone to take offense. But for men, I feel like a lot of the times they are busy and they are caught up with making money or, you know, trying to fit the role of what society expects from them, that they can't really take the role of fathering their sons. You know what I mean? So a lot of the times, like boys will grow up thinking, okay, to become a man is to provide for the home. And that's where it stops. But, How you know. culture present, you know, pushes women to sometimes take the role, not their role, but men's role, or, or maybe, you know, girls taking the role of a girl. Did you see that as you grow up and, 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 and as you talk among women and girls? You know, what do you see, you know, the modern understanding of being a woman, you know, the modern understanding of being a man, or or a postmodern understanding of that too, you know. So, do you see anything, any trend in 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 in, in women's life, you know, uh, that 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 pushes boys and, and, and men resigning from their role in, in life? What do you think about that too? A little bit of that. I think that men um, are absent you know, sometimes. So that causes women to take certain roles and like fit in the holes. Um, it's either men are absent because they don't want to take responsibility and they leave their significant other to take care of the children or they're too busy and they're absent in that, they're absent in that sense, meaning they're out working, they're not around period. So that's where women come in 
and we have to teach our boys and our girls, you know, what to do. And sometimes, like, personally for our home, like my family's home, um, you know, my brothers, they won't really listen to my mom like they do to my dad, you know. So some my dad's always busy, you know, growing up. He was not really present with us just because um, of work schedules and all that stuff. So my brothers, you know, they'll do stuff around the house, but they won't really – my mom would always have to take control and do it before she tells them to do it, you know what I mean? Whereas a father in a home will tell their sons, hey, get up and do it. And I feel like sons answer to fathers quicker than they do to mothers, you know. So women um, have to live with the frustrations of having to fit those roles, mm. you know, when they're not being helped around the house because, you know, they don't have someone, like, someone saying yes to them or respecting them, you know. I don't know. I've seen that in my household. So I feel like men could just like really just be present, not as a busy person or not as a completely absent person, but really to be a man for me um, is someone who's present, really, truly like present, emotionally supportive. It's not just money, you know, being a man like a lot of people look down on a man who stays home and takes care of the kids you know, they're like, you're not a real man, you're not providing. But he is providing in the sense of, like, taking care of the children. You know, I feel like the roles, we need to identify what being a man and being a woman is first. And it isn't, like, making money or providing. I mean, yes, that part is important. Of course, we have to survive. But also being present emotionally to build up their sons so that they know to love their significant others, to be present for their children. You know? And that builds people up to become better people in society, better humans, better men and women. You know, as she was talking, I think uh, when she was especially talking about like the different kind of reasons why men may be more like absent or not like uh, present in whatever it means, mm -hmm. I think you have to ask the question like, you know, I'm of the opinion that a lot of men, there's something that is detracting men from wanting to even be in their own household in the first place. And then they can go and blame it on work or they can go. And, but at the end of the day, like a lot of fathers may end up making themselves busy to not mm -hmm. be at home. Exactly. I think in addition to understanding like what the role of a man is, I think that there's a brokenness that we need to address that men don't even feel that it's worth investing into their own home because they don't feel like it's their home. You know what I mean? For whatever reason it may be, maybe they're broken on the inside. It can be so many things. Uh, again, I'm of the opinion. I think it's uh, the pornographic culture that we uh, live in. You know, from that's the first thing that kind of struck at the man more than anything else. And then I think that's where the dissemination of the family unit began. And I think that's where absent fathers did not know how to teach their sons how to be men. And then that cycle continued on through generations. So I think that uh, in the first place, like men just aren't investing in their homes for a reason there's so many distractions there's so many pitfalls you know it could be now it can be video games it can be drugs mistresses whatever it may be so i think it's important also to look at that kind of stuff